Hello, my name is Chloe Hupesh, and this is my podcast, Freedom, where we explore the issues caused by and related to banning books. Quote, Banning books gives us silence when we need speech. It closes our ears when we need to listen. It makes us blind when we need sight, once said Stefan Trabowski. And a poem by Alan Hopkins states, A word to the unwise, torch every book. Char every page. Burn every word to ash. Ideas are incombustible. And therein lies your real fear. I believe that adults should not be able to ban books from schools or libraries. I hope that you enjoy this episode of my podcast, Freedom. First off. Is it really fair for you to control what all other people are reading just because of your personal preference? According to Procon.org, in the 1982 Supreme Court ruling on Board of Education versus PICO, Justice Brennan wrote that taking books off of library shelves could violate the First Amendment's rights. He said, quote, Local school boards may not remove books from school libraries simply because they dislike the ideas contained in those books. In addition, the National Coalition Against Censorship explained that, quote, even books or materials that many find objectional may have educational value, and the decision about what to use in the classroom should be based on professional judgments and standards, not individual preferences. Secondly, also according to Prolog.org, books are in a way a portal to a different life, and reading these books help kids and encourages empathy and social-emotional development. A study found that reading narrative fiction helped kids understand their peers and raise their social abilities. A study in basic and applied psychology found that people who read a story about a Muslim woman were less likely to make broad judgments about race. This could come in handy in social situations and cause less situations of social injustice based on race. Also, Neil Gaiman said that fiction, quote, builds empathy, saying that, quote, you get to feel things, visit places in the world you would never otherwise know. You'll learn that everyone else out there is a me as well. You're being someone else, and when you return to your own world, you're going to be slightly changed. Empathy is a tool for building people into groups, for allowing us to function as more than self-obsessed individuals. Again, according to Procon.org, another reason is that frequently challenged books help people get a better idea of the world. Robbie H. Harris, author of Frequently Challenged Books, stated, I think these books look at the topics, the concerns, the worries, the fascinations that kids have today. It's the world in which they're living. Many books that have been long considered to be required reading to become educated about literature and American history are frequently challenged, such as The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald, The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Selinger, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, The Color Purple by Alice Walker, Beloved by Toni Morrison, and Their Eyes Were Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston.
Also, 46 of the Radcliffe Publishing Group top 100 novels of the 20th century are also challenged. This shows how people don't want kids to read from those points of view. Doing this would deprive kids of essential and cultural and historical knowledge. My fourth reason, according to commonsensemedia.org, is that kids like relatable books, even if they include topics that adults don't want to talk about. For example, many banned or challenged books include very realistic subjects that the reader is going through and are figuring out how to go through. Young people may find a character that could help them through with their experiences, such as divorce, grief, sexual assault, bullying, prejudice, and sexual identity. These books could help them get through very hard times. In addition to my other reasons, according to academicarchive.snhu.edu, an article slash PDF by Megan Palmer of Southern New Hampshire University. When books are banned by parents in classrooms, teachers are forced to change the curriculum, and the curriculum becomes harder to teach. Educators interviewed in Aggie and Knowles studies say that banning books causes flux in the nature of the classroom and curriculum. Also, according to commonsensemedia.org, books have more than just swear words. Many books are banned for what is considered inappropriate use of language and slurs. Getting rid of these books will make it so that children won't know what these words are and won't know what to do if somebody started telling them those words. Most importantly, they wouldn't know what to do in social situations where the language is used directly at them and against them. Lastly, according to asunow.asu.edu, an interview including James Blasengame and Sybil Durand. Banning books can make people feel less important than others. For example, many books are banned for LGBTQ plus topics. Doing this is doing more harm than good by, in a way, showing the 11% of the population that is LGBTQ plus that they are less important, don't exist, or even should be banned. Would you like to feel this way? Overall, adults should not be able to ban books from schools or libraries. I hope you understand now that banned books should not be banned. So next time you see a book that is frequently challenged or banned in certain cases, read it and encourage your friends to read it too. Also, mark your calendar! National Banned Book Week is typically held on the last week of August. So look it up to see when it is this year. During National Banned Books Week, celebrate your freedom by reading any banned or challenged books. Again, I am Chloe Hupesh, and you just listened to my podcast, Freedom. Thank you for listening, and be sure to like this and share it with all your friends.